Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Beat on this beautiful Thursday morning. We're getting closer and closer to the weekend. Michaela mm-hmm. Gordon, how are you feeling? I love weekends. I'm very excited because also tomorrow is the single release baby off of my album, Vivian, the first single, Hands Off. So we're very excited. I'm pumped. I'm ready. I can't wait to show everybody what we've been working on. I say we because you've also suffered through this with well, me. Well, I'm just excited for somebody else to hear your music other than Vanessa and myself. I know. I've because... literally blared that baby here for like a year. We've heard it all and we love it. I feel like I know the album already, but the rest of the world is about to be introduced. Amen. Any nerves? Yeah, dropping all the music? nerves. No, no, but no, no, listen, let me ask my full question, Michaela. Okay. Scream it at me. Little known artist named Beyonce just dropped an album. I feel nothing. Any any competition there? Any comparison going on? I don't believe so. No? I don't believe so because, you know, I believe in women working together, not against. That's the answer yeah. I was looking for. <laughs> But I definitely delayed my album release when I found out she was releasing it the same week as me, honey. So September 9th is looking good for the full (laughs) album release. Adele's got her second part of her new album coming out on the 9th, I think. Stop. I was like, come on. It was the biggest other name I could think of besides Beyonce. And one that I would be like, no. Oh, my gosh. Well, we can't wait. The world isn't ready, uh, but I'm certainly ready for somebody else to know your music besides just myself. Thanks, cutie. I'm excited, too. I'm ready. You know, it's a very personal song for me, one that really stands up for women and protecting women and our non-binary community. So it's uh, important to me, but I hope that it's important for everybody that listens as well. I don't care about the message. I just yeah, want to enjoy the I bop. hear that deeply. That's all I really, okay. really care about. Uh, the just kidding, of course. <laughs> uh, we have a fantastic first hour coming up for you. Would you go to a restaurant that served high-end cat food? Absolutely not. No way! Maybe. Absolutely I might. Absolutely I no. Listen, I might, and I'll tell you why in just Ugh. a little bit. Also, later on this hour and what's popping, uh, Marilyn Monroe, uh, the new trailer for Blonde on Netflix, it's got an NC-17 rating, which is kind of interesting, and the trailer is raising some eyebrows because of the casting of the woman portraying Marilyn Monroe, and it's not a name that you might expect. It's not a Nicole Kidman, or it's not a you know one of those big, big Hollywood names, uh, and we've got the details for you and what's popping a little bit later on. Right now, though, it's time for News on the Beat. Kayla, take it away. All right, babe. Well, the Florida Department of Health has released purposed, I'm sorry, proposed states rules banning gender affirming care for minors and restricting access even for adults, citing some reports that suggest many trans youth grow out of gender dysphoria. The officials came out against medical professionals recommending any such care. However, major medical organizations have endorsed gender-affirming care for young people, and studies indicate that desires to detransition are rare. The American Medical Association has said that trans and non-binary gender identities are normal variations of human identity and expression, and that foregoing gender-affirming care can have tragic health consequences, both mental and physical. All right, another news, Seattle Pacific University, a private Christian school, is suing the Attorney General of Washington State, saying his investigation into the university's anti-LGBTQ plus hiring practices is a violation of religious freedom. Attorney General Bob Ferguson is wielding state power to interfere with the religious beliefs of a religious university and a church whose beliefs he disagrees with. The university says in a complaint filed Wednesday in U.S. District Court in Tacoma. 
All right, let's get into a little bit of weather, shall we? It's going to be a high of 68 in LA, 85 in Vegas, 87 in Palm Springs, 80 in Houston, 55 in San Francisco, and 73 in Buffalo, a high of 88 in Cathedral City. Now, give us a vibe of the day. How about this? I'm going to tell you about something really exciting first. Do it. Uh, Channel Q wants to fly you and a friend to Orlando, Florida to see Ben Platt at his biggest North American tour to date. Head over to WeAreChannelQ.com for your chance to win a round-trip airfare for two, two-night hotel stay, $200 gift card, and two VIP tickets to see Ben Platt in Orlando October 6th. WeAreChannelQ.com is the website. Head there now for your chance to win. Here's your vibe of the day. Do it. If your ship doesn't come in, swim out to it. I literally thought you said S-H-I-T. And I was about to dumb button you so fast, AJ Gibson. But look at you being all professional. The word sh- is ship. What was it? Ship. Okay, good. The P. Good morning, B. Channel Q. All right, so you know how I feel about my dog, Kingston. I love him to death. Well, my, my husband and I had a meeting the other day on Zoom, and the guy's cat popped up for a moment. Or, or our dog popped up, and he said, oh, I, I wish I had a dog. And we said, why don't you get one? He's like... My wife and kids, or my kids really wanted one. Then I came home from a work trip. My wife had a cat. Oh. And now I'm stuck with a cat. And I hate my cat. <laughs> but the kids love the cat. So Aww. now I have a cat. And he was embarrassed by that. I understand. Um, but I could have some good news for him as Fancy Feast has announced it's going to create a line of uh, food for cats that sort of is edible to humans kind of they're actually Ooh, doing wow. a, they're actually doing a pop-up restaurant in New York City uh it's called Gato Bianco Gato means cat in Spanish correct and white way to go so, so white cat whoa right We've got bilingual happening over there and uh this is it's temporary it's a cat food inspired restaurant for humans in New York City uh but it's being done by fancy feast it's a two-day pop-up there will be you ready for this one Italian-style trattoria wow. and culinary experience, all inspired by the brand's food, according to a press release. Would you eat there? Would you go to this pop-up? Um, <clears throat> no, it grosses me out. <laughs> the idea, the idea is just grossing me out to think that cat food made Italian food. I can't get into it. I will say though that Lisa grew up in a really Armenian home, and I, her grandmother. Uh, was an icon. She was wild. And she was very funny. She had a great sense of humor. And when Lisa was little, <laughs> she used to give Lisa um, dog treats. Oh, yeah. I had, a, I had a dog biscuit when I was a kid. Oh, did you? Yeah, my, my older <laughs> stepbrother made me, I think. Yeah, but, she, but Lisa liked it. Well, that tracks. And her grandma would give it to her, and her grandma thought it was so funny. And then her mom would be like, stop doing that, Mom. Stop giving Lisa dogs." Well, when I met Lisa, she was the mother of three dogs. (laughs) Yes, she was. it turned out okay. She was the Khaleesi of dogs. (laughs) The mother of dragons. Mother of dogs. I would do this. I would go to this restaurant. Okay. uh, For one reason and one reason only. It's in New York City's West Village. It's in the meatpacking district. I love that whole area. There's so many great restaurants and clubs and bars down there. Uh, But it's going to be going on August 11th and 12th. Uh, and allows up to eight diners each day. Eight, eight. Who on what? What kind? What these pop-ups are wild to me. Wild. You know. You know what I think of when I think Italian and I think cat food though. Fancy feast. I picture tuna tuna helper. Remember those? Yeah. Remember hamburger helper? Yeah. But when you were really fancy, you had a tuna helper. We had so much of that growing up. We were broke, but they were delicious. Those were so good in I, casseroles. Yeah. I loved it. I, You know what? I'm just a very mental person. And if I know that a company that makes cat food is making Italian, I can't. Like, I feel like I would mentally be thinking that I would be eating cat food and I just can't do it. Mm. Grosses me out. Okay. So it's going to be a hard no for me. <laughs> but I will go to New York with you and I will go somewhere else while you're there. Fair enough. Would that be it? Meow. Good morning, B. Channel Q. All right, welcome back to the show. It's time for our first round of What's Poppin' for the Day. You know I love me some Marilyn Monroe. There was a show years ago on NBC that came out for two seasons called Bombshell, 
and, or called Smash. It was about a show called mm-hmm. Bombshell that they were producing on Broadway. Catherine McPhee, Megan Hilty, literally one of my favorite shows of all time. So anytime we hear about Marilyn Monroe updates, I'm all in. What do you have for us? Okay, well, I think this is amazing. Uh, Ana de Armas uh, has been cast to play Marilyn Monroe. The trailer has just come out, and I have to say... She encapsulates Marilyn Monroe. She's so beautiful. Now, she did spark some criticism. She is Cuban. uh, And they said that you could hear her accent. Let's take a listen to the trailer, and then we'll talk. How'd you get your start? Baby. What start? In movies. My continental. But diamonds are a girl's best friend. I guess I was discovered. Okay, so that's Ana de Armas portraying Marilyn Monroe. I may be able to hear the accent a little bit. You know what? I don't know that I would have heard it if I wasn't told to listen to it, to be honest. Like, because initially I was like, a Cuban actress playing Marilyn Monroe, that's a little bit weird. But then you think about, like, like J-Lo was, was Puerto Rican and played Selena. How's that really any different? Well, and I think it's interesting because also Marilyn Monroe was so interesting looking. Although she was a white woman, she was very curvy. Yes. She had a lot of attributes. And I think that Anna plays her so well. And her accent. Marilyn Monroe spoke in a way that nobody else has spoken since. Yeah. Like it was a very specific type of voice. And I think some, if for some reason, the, the maybe slight Cuban accent kind of works for it. It kind of makes sense to me. Well, Anna said that she uh, had nine months to prepare and it was actual big torture. It was so exhausting. Her brain was fried. She did dialect coaching and she practiced with some ADR sessions. But she said, I just wanted to show Latina actors that if given time to prepare, we can do anything. We just need the chance. And I I think she looks beautiful. I think she looks just like Marilyn. And listen, if you you know anything about Marilyn Monroe, you got to think she'd be all all into this. Absolutely. And oftentimes, and I love her, but oftentimes you see these roles being given to like Nicole Kidman and yeah, or Margot Robbie who's going to play or, or, who's yeah. playing yeah. all the roles. Yeah. And um, I think it's really good casting. Yeah. I think, I think she's is, beautiful. I think it's really. Have you seen the film Knives Out? Uh-uh. If you've seen Knives Out, you know who she is. It's a phenomenal film. I think there's actually a sequel being made or out already. What What's also interesting is it's an uh, NC 17 rating. I'm curious to see what's in this movie because that means there's some stuff in there. Good, I can't Some adult wait. content. Delicious, wonderful. <laughs> All right, coming up, it's Therapy Thursdays. We're joined with Dr. Jen Mann. How do you get out of manipulation, especially when it comes from an abusive partner? We'll talk about it coming up the next hour. Good morning, B. Channel Q. All right, coming up this hour on the show, it's a double dose of therapy. We've got Therapy Thursdays with Dr. Jen Mann. Uh, first, talking about are you uh, are you too attached to your partner? Uh, or actually, that's our second topic we're going to be talking about. Uh, how do you know if you're in an unhealthy codependency? I've been married for a month and a half, and I think I might have some questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, we're going to be talking about how to get out of manipulation. Uh, if you feel like you're being manipulated or gaslighted, how do you deal with that? And how do you how do you get out of that? How do you set the boundary and how do you walk away? Yes. Uh, both very, very relatable topics. Super excited to have those conversations with Dr. Jen Mann this hour for Therapy Thursdays. Right now, though, it's time for News on the Beat. Michaela, what do you have for us? Oh, honey, there's a lot going on. But first, uh, a new draft report from the California Attorney general's office indicates transgender people in the state are stopped by police at vastly different rates than cisgender men and women. The report is based on data reported from 58 of the state's largest law enforcement agencies and shows transgender people were stopped because of a reasonable suspicion alone instead of a specific violation or clearly unlawful behavior in nearly half the stops. For transgender people, the proportion of reasonable suspicion stops it was 44 percent or four times the ratio for cisgender people the data includes all people stopped by police regardless of whether the officers were responding to a potential offense they observed or to a call for service well they should be better drivers yeah they should i'm kidding that's awful it's just so disgusting how how the disparity in the way that certain communities are targeted by our police force. And and, and I, I watched this really interesting thing the other day on social media talking about there's not like a few bad apples. The system's bad. 
The yeah. way that we train police officers is just not the right way to train. We're not creating compassionate, thoughtful human beings. You're sending them out there with guns, afraid of the world and trying to like make sure everything's okay. Mm -hmm. And they might have the best intentions, but they're not getting the proper training they deserve. Yeah. And then our community suffers because of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right, another news, a bakery in a Chicago area suburb that has been the target of vandalism and harassment due to a planned family-friendly drag event has now been ordered to stop hosting public events. In a video posted to Facebook over the weekend, Uprising Bakery and Cafe owner Karina Sachs said that she had received a letter from Village of Lake in the Hills, <clears throat> officials threatening fines and the revocation of her business and liquor licenses if she continues to host events. We have a clip. Take a listen. After we were attacked by a known domestic terrorist who committed hate crimes against us. And not until that happened, and not until they saw the incredible support in lines around the building, did they suddenly have a problem with our community-driven events here at Uprising. Well, that's wild. Yeah, it's what, what's happening here is that all of these attacks on our community the the aim the goal of them is to scare us into submission yeah and to get us to disappear and to not even attempt to do things like right. this anymore like have a drag show yeah like these are things that have been going on forever that nobody cared about but now a couple people speak up and social media makes it a big deal and so now we're all going to be afraid but we're not going to be afraid no we're not that's going not who to. we are no We've never been that way we're never going to be that way absolutely not all right let's get into weather 84 in la <clears throat> a high of 99 in vegas 108 in palm springs 96 in houston 70 in san francisco 76 in buffalo a high of 108 in cathedral city and 103 in dallas now give us a vibe of the day if your ship doesn't come in swim out to it nothing in life is easy Got to put in a little effort. Yeah, that's all. And this will take actually very little effort. Uh, you could be heading over to Orlando, Florida to see Ben Platt perform in his North American tour. It's his biggest tour to date. It's taking place October 6th in Orlando. Here are the details. Head over to wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to win. And if you do win, you'll get two round-trip airfare uh, tickets, two-night hotel stay, $200 gift card, and two VIP tickets to see Ben Platt in Orlando October 6th. We are channelq.com is the website. Head over there now for your chance to win. Absolutely. All right, coming up, how do you get out of a manipulation? I'm sorry, how do you get out of a manipulated relationship with an abusive partner? It's very hard to walk away, but for Therapy Thursdays, we're joined with Dr. Jen Mann to give you some tips or maybe tips for your friend who's suffering with this next. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. Uh, it's time for a two-parter, Therapy Thursdays. We've got Dr. Jen Mann joining us right now. Dr. Jen, thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure as always. My pleasure. Dr. Jen. Um, we, just, we just love Dr. Jen. I know. We love uh, her so much. This, this, story, this story is really interesting. Uh, actress Mina Suvari has come out and said that her ex-boyfriend manipulated her into having threesomes with other women. He basically used her as a sex object. Uh, she actually had to go to the doctor uh, because it got so forceful 
sometimes that it caused her physical issues, right? Um, and she's just now opening up about it years later. For those who are in situations where they feel like maybe they're not completely in control of their relationship, they feel like they're being manipulated, how do you help them navigate that and maybe get out if they need to? Well, I think that there are a number of things that, that make a person extra vulnerable to these kind of things. And in this situation, I the headline of the article was about her being pressured to do threesomes, which is very common. Like, she was in what was clearly an abusive relationship, and there are kind of two issues. One is kind of the more common issue that most people, not most people, but many people experience at some point where you have a partner who's like, hey, I want to do a threesome. And then there's the issue of the abusive relationship. So I'm going to attempt to address both. Um, to start with kind of the, the first one of the threesome, you know, there are a few things that leave you more vulnerable to being pressured into doing something that you don't want to do, whether it is a specific sex act or a threesome. And if you're not in an abusive relation, but you just have a partner who maybe is pressuring you or is kind of, you feel like that's something that you need to do, but you don't really want to do. There are a few things to look at. One is what makes you vulnerable to doing something that you don't want to do sexually. It's your body. You have a right to say no, and you should never be pressured into doing something that you don't want to do. So some of the things that make you more vulnerable, kind of some red flags are one is a really big age difference between you and your partner. Mm. A lot of the time, people who pick a partner who is way younger tend to pick a younger partner because they want to manipulate them. They want to be in control. The second is unresolved abuse from your childhood, from your history, from anything in your background leaves you more vulnerable. And then the third is a poor support system. When you don't have other people that you can talk to, friends, therapists, family that you can talk to and say like, hey, something doesn't feel right about this, or I'm not sure how to handle this, you are more vulnerable to being manipulated in your relationship. And then the other thing, and this is a really common thing, is shame around sex. And I think most people have some degree of shame around sex in this culture. It's just a matter of kind of degrees. But when you're someone who maybe you are not out and so you feel a lot of shame about your sexual orientation or about having sex or if you are someone who just grew up in a family where there's a lot of shame around sex, mm -hmm. you're going to be more vulnerable to being manipulated in this area. Mm. Then when we look at kind of how people manipulate their partners into doing things that they don't really want to do in bed, one of the big things is name calling, you know, and it's typically, it's not calling you like a curse word or a bad word, but oftentimes it's something like, oh, you're so prude. Oh, you, you've got a, a, a stick up your butt. Yeah, you're uptight. Yeah, you yeah. You're you uptight know? or insecure. You're not fun. You're not adventurous. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And every, who doesn't want to be cool to their partner, you know? Then the other thing is comparing them to a previous partner. Oh, you know what? My last partner did this and it was amazing. And it was the best sexual experience I've had. But, you know, I guess I just won't have such great sex with you. That mm. kind of stuff. That's real. Then the other thing is threats to leave. Yeah. Well, you know what? If you don't do this, I, I'm going to have to find someone who does because this is something that I really want to do. Oof. And then the other thing is, is, threats to cheat to say well look i'm oh, gonna gosh. do this anyway you might as well be in the room with me <gasps> that's awful yeah. that's oh, so, terrible that's so terrible yeah. so for somebody that's listening and maybe feels like triggered by this or somebody knows somebody that's going through this what are the steps that this person can take to be able to get themselves out of what clearly is a very sexually manipulative relationship well the first thing is to work through your issues and to work on knowing that you have the right to say no and that you to have the self-esteem to say no. We have to know that we are worth it in order to say no. Otherwise, we just feel like we have to do what the other person wants. So number one, you know what's coming is therapy. That if you feel like you're in a relationship where you can't make a boundary, where you feel manipulated into doing things that you don't want to do, then you really want to get yourself in therapy. And a lot of the time people say, well, I can't afford therapy. There are mental health clinics all around this country that will see you based on your ability to pay or your inability to pay. And it, people, most people don't realize that that is a resource. And also since COVID, a lot of clinics 
are doing virtual health. So maybe you live in a city where you either it's a small town and you feel like people know you or and you're embarrassed or maybe you are in a situation where you're just not near a major city. You have options that you didn't have three years ago. So really therapy is number one. Um, The second is bibliotherapy. Start reading about assertiveness. Start reading about um, unhealthy relationships. I have a book called The Relationship Fix where I talk about kind of such a good book. People, thank you. That people need to have in order to have a healthy relationship, which includes making boundaries. Mm, boundaries. Oh, boundaries. I would Always. like to say I read that book with my partner Lisa, and it was such a game changer. It just, uh, you know, stimulates and opens up your mind for questions that should be asked that maybe you don't know how to ask, didn't even know needed to be asked. And so I love that the relationship fix. Uh, Dr. Jen, we want to keep you on the line with us to continue uh, another really important conversation. If you don't mind sticking around with us, are you too attached to your partner? Are you codependent or just loving? We'll, We'll work it out coming up next. Good morning, B. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. We've got Dr. Jen Mann for a two-parter today. We're so lucky to have her here for two segments of Therapy Thursdays. Uh, Dr. Jen, as always, we love having you here and we appreciate your expert advice. Um, This is an interesting conversation, though. And just moments ago, when you logged on and called in before we went on the air, you said, congratulations on your wedding. It looked amazing. And you asked me how I feel being a husband, right? And one one of the sort of jokes that kind of we don't know if it's a joke or if it's real is that we have like a codependency. Like we just love mm-hmm. being together. But how do you know if your relationship is like in that unhealthy codependency space? What are some signs to look for? Well, a few things. Do you have some friends that are separate from your partner? Like, yes, when you've been in a relationship for many years, your friends love your partner too, but can you go out with your friends? Can you have conversations with your friends that your partner is not part of? Like, that's an important thing. Do you have any of your own interests, things that you do separate from your partner? Mm. When your partner goes and goes to work or goes out with a friend or goes and visits family or maybe takes a weekend trip with a friend or whatever, do you freak out? Do you have anxiety? Do you feel worried? Do you freak out? Are you enabling one another in any way? Is there any substance abuse, eating disorders, gambling, anything where one of you has a compulsive behavior or an addiction where the other one is spending a lot of time covering up for that partner? So really kind of looking at the level of anxiety and kind of are you guys functioning in a positive, healthy way where you're supporting each other, do you call each other out on your stuff, or is it enmeshed and enabling? Mm, really great things yeah, to think about. Yeah, those are really good questions. I feel like, um, is it possible for partnerships to obviously grow? I think that there have been in different times of different relationships, at least for mine, one was uh, more the caregiver, one was maybe more the enabler. It kind of has balanced itself now, thanks, of course, to couples therapy. But when do you think it's too far in that you really need to reevaluate your relationship? Like there's just no going back. Usually when someone is in a relationship where they're enmeshed with their partner, eventually someone hits the wall where they start to realize, like, something about this is unhealthy. Something about this feels wrong. Something, like, is just off or causing me pain or I'm feeling trapped or I'm feeling claustrophobic. And being able to talk through it or do couples therapy to get through it can help a couple to get to the other side. But if you have a partner who, when you say like, hey, I think maybe we're kind of enmeshed, maybe we need to work on helping our relationship to be healthier or, you know, let's try some couples therapy so that we can kind of tweak some of the things that are going on in our relationship and and help improve it. If you have a partner who's like, no, I don't want to do that. If you have a partner who refuses to make any changes in the relationship when you say, hey, this isn't working for me, that's a really big red flag. Oh, that is that's really great advice. You know, I definitely will speak to my own experience of 10 years with my husband. We've had moments where we've been unhealthy, in a unhealthy codependency mm-hmm. for moments, for seasons. Um, but I find that one thing that works for me, uh, and you and you touched on this, for, for instance, I love going to the pool. I love going to the beach, 
right? It's like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, where, it's my happy place. Um, Me too. He, I'm with you. He is black and has locked hair. So getting mm-hmm. wet and going in the sun all day long are not really thrilling for him. It's not really his thing. Mm-hmm. And I used to take it kind of personally. I was like, well, I enjoy mm-hmm. these things. I need you to enjoy them too. And what I realized mm-hmm. over the years is it's absolutely acceptable for me to go to the pool by myself mm-hmm. for an afternoon or to ask a friend yeah. to go to the beach and he can do his own thing. And we're actually better because of it. And then we miss each other and we want to see each other after a day yep. apart. Is that sort of an approach? You that's would... a great example. Mm. I love that example because it's something that you enjoy. He doesn't enjoy no harm, no foul. And it's great that you guys were able to work through it. And I think sometimes people have this kind of idea that being part of a couple means you have to do everything yes, together. And yes. Like love yeah. everything. Like, you know, look, I am a big believer in if something is interesting to your partner, you need to f- be interested in it as well. It doesn't have to be your favorite thing. I have a, a partner who is fascinated by the stock market. Is that something I would be reading about on my own? No. But when he talked about it, you bet your butt. I am engaged. I am interested. I am learning. I am asking questions. And and that's an example. It's not something that would be my own interest, but I want, if that interests him, then of course I am on board. That is beautiful. So it, it, what was that? That's beautiful. I love that. Thank you. So like, look, he doesn't need to go to the pool. I think it's great that you have an activity that you love on your own, you know, and that you are able to do on your own. And like you said, come back to him and tell him about your adventures. It's important that couples are able to separate and come back together to do fun things that they enjoy separately. Well, and also I think it just shows a lot of like being okay with alone time as well. I really enjoy being by yep. myself sometimes. And uh, and that's yep. sometimes the way we get our best messages. Dr. Jen, you are so wonderful. Thank you as always for joining us for Therapy Thursdays. Uh, we appreciate you so much for people that want to follow you. Where can they go? You can find me on all social media at Dr. Jen Mann. Two ends on Jen, two ends on Mann. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Coming up, a legendary songwriter was dragging Beyonce on Twitter. It did not go well with the Beehive. <laughs> but does this legendary songwriter have a point? See if I agree. Coming up next. Good morning, Beat Channel Q. All right. Welcome back to the show. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. This one involves a bit of a cat fight between a couple of icons, one of them named Beyonce. What's poppin'? Oof, this is rough. All right, Diane Warren is one of my favorite songwriters of all time, famously known for writing shares if I could turn back time. Aerosmith's I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, been nominated 13 times, however, never won. Also uh, lost at the Oscars big, but she tweeted the other day, uh, how can there be 24 writers on a song pertaining to one of the songs on Beyonce's new album, Renaissance? And she quickly got backlash. Uh, She also said before she did, this isn't Men of Shade, I'm just curious. One of the writers on Beyonce's album said, you mean how does our black culture have so many writers? Well, it started because we couldn't afford certain things starting out. So we started sampling and it became an art form, a major part of the black culture. Hip hop in America had that era not happen. Who knows? Are you good? Somebody also said the same way you have 13 nominations and no wins. I will say, though, I am a songwriter and I feel like 24 songwriters is a lot it it really is a lot it doesn't matter what their reasoning is um it's just a lot of cooks in the kitchen i don't think diane warren meant any disrespect though oh i think she a thousand percent meant disrespect she put a little emoji by it with her like eyes rolling she goes how do you have 24 writers on a song like she knew exactly what she was doing and she's an icon and she's allowed to still be that but it sounds like it's a very different writing style and i'm not going to say what i know it's like to write you know as a black writer i don't know i have no idea i don't that's not my experience but uh it is alien superstar which if you listen to the album it's my favorite song so far but it's a very complex song there's a lot of layers to it but 24 writers maybe she's because here's the thing i feel like we're in an era now where back in the day there probably should have been more writers listed on songs and they didn't get credit now i think artists are trying to make it right and to give everybody their shine and give everybody their flowers 
and now maybe getting dragged for it. So I feel if she maybe, po- but I will say I wrote the whole my whole album by myself with my producer Brandon. Mm-hmm. Like albums are written by one person, two people sometimes, and so even Diane Warren, like Diane Warren, I've met multiple times. She really is an icon, and she writes those songs. So I feel like it may have boggled her that twenty four writers wrote on one song. What is that process? I would like to know what that process looks like. Like who was writing what? However, the Beehive was not into it, and they sure did clap back, honey. You cannot mess with the Beehive. It's crazy. <laughs> it just felt unnecessary. Like, Diane, you're such an icon. Like, just, it's it felt, like, silly and unnecessary to me. I don't know. I know. I mean, I hear that, but also, how did that go down? I want to know. Listen, it's hard to make a decision in general. 24 people being like, I like this, I don't like that, I like this. That's also really oh, good just teamwork. Just to be crystal clear, she makes the final decision on everything. Of course, like but those like, <laughs> 24 people have to be like, how about this, this? Yeah. But I do think it's a great song, and it is complex. Uh, but I, feel like I, could write, I, I feel like I could write one 24th of a song. Yeah, you, you could. You know what I mean? I feel like I could. Yeah, you could. You sure. could do it, babe. All right, coming up, it's Leo season. What do we have in store for this month? Marcus Barrington joins us to let us know in the next hour. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. We've got a great hour coming up for you here on The Morning Beat. It's officially Leo season. We have our resident uh, astrologist, our hottie astrologist, Marcus Barrington. I wonder if he cares that we call him a hottie all the time. No, he's fine with it. He knows what he looks like. He is pretty hot. He's also like six foot four. Yeah, he's a total babe. And he goes to Equinox. Yeah, he does. So you know he's good looking. Absolutely. Oh, Equinox. You know the thing about Leos, you do not have to ask them if it's their birthday. They will absolutely tell you. No, okay, so this is true because I do go to another gym. I actually have three gym memberships. I'm the gayest man in all all of West Hollywood. That's true. I have a membership at Equinox, the all club access, right? And then I also have a membership at Barry's Boot Camp, which is very gay. Yes. And then I have a membership at a place called the Phoenix Effect, which is lesbian owned and operated. I like to spread my wealth around. Spread your wings. Dead broke, but I'm paying for three memberships a month, right? Good. And um, I will tell mm-hmm. you that I, uh, when I go to Equinox and I see Marcus Barrington walk by, I think to myself... What a wonderful world. I need to go work out more. Good. (laughs) So he's your motivator. Yes, I guess so. Okay. I guess so. But um, you need to come to the lesbian gym with me sometime. I don't want to go. You've been to Berries with me and Equinox? I like Berries, but it feels very crossfit over with the Phoenixes. Yeah, they're pretty tough. And I don't want to do that. I was climbing on monkey bars the other day and doing rope climbs. Not going to find me there, honey. Flipping a big 400-pound tire and running through an alley. Don't want to do that. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. Man. Yeah. that's I would, I, I'm now gay. I'm yeah. not lesbian. Mm-hmm. And I would like to prefer to stick to Equinox. Well, why do I still have this body, though? I do all those things. Hmm. Because that is the body that God gave you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to like it, baby. I also ate... You know what I ate last night? I haven't eaten since I was a little kid before what? we move on. Um, tortilla chips with melted cheese on top. Stop. My grandma used to make that for me when I was a kid. It was Stop. like a snack. And I was like, I, this still slaps. I went. Homemade nachos. First of all, I had to go to rehearsal last night. And when I walked up, the girl at the front desk was eating chips and melted nacho cheese. And I was like... This is such a throwback snack because it's not nachos. Oh, no. While I was eating. But it's delicious. I wanted to be a part of it. You let it burn in the microwave for a moment. And then while I was doing that, my husband was Instacarting actual cheese to melt and dip (sighs) tostitos chips in. It was a whole vibe. Stop. I'm literally still in a cleanse. Don't do this. I want it so bad. Do some news on the beat? Fine. Uh, Seattle Pacific University, a private Christian school, is suing the Attorney General of Washington State, saying his investigation into the university's anti-LGBTQ plus hiring practices is a violation of religious freedom. Attorney General Bob Ferguson is wielding state power to interfere with the religious beliefs of a religious university and a church whose beliefs he disagrees with. The university says in a complaint filed Wednesday in U.S. District Court in Tacoma. All right, in other news, the Florida Department of Health has released proposed state rules banning gender-affirming care for minors and restricting access even for adults, citing some reports that suggest many trans youth grow out of gender dysphoria. The officials came out against the medical professionals recommending any such care. However, major medical organizations have endorsed gender-affirming care for young people, and studies indicate that desires to detransition are rare. The American Medical Association has said that trans and non-binary gender identities are normal variations of human identity and expression and that foregoing gender affirming care can have tragic health consequences both mental and physical 
All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 107 in Cathedral City, 108 in La Quinta, 102 in Dallas, 97 in Boston, a high of 90 in Atlanta, and 66 in San Francisco. Who's shocked? You always count on San Francisco to keep it nice, balmy 66. I don't even have to look it's at like the It's like 188 degrees everywhere in the world, and then San Francisco is like six. They're going to have the last laugh. They when are. When the rest of the world is burning to the ground because of heat waves, You're right. San Francisco is going to be chilling, living their best lives in the Castro. You're right, Doing babe. what they do. I love them. Yeah. All right. Give them. us a vibey. Here's a vibe for you. If your ship doesn't come in, swim out to it. Get a life jacket if you need to. Yeah, Whatever babe, it takes. Yeah, just get there. Here's also something really exciting for you. Head over to wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to win two tickets to see Ben Platt perform live in Orlando October 6th. Round trip airfare for two, two-night hotel stay, $200 gift card, and two VIP tickets to see Ben. Head over to wearechannelq.com right now and enter for your chance to win. Good luck. Good luck. All right, I love this. It's Leo season, and Marcus Barrington is joining us to talk about what we have in store for this month, coming up in seven minutes. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. We're officially very much in Leo season. It's been August for a couple of days now. What does that mean, astrologically speaking? Uh, If you listen to our show with any regularity, you know that we have a resident hottie astrologist named Marcus Barrington who calls in from time to time, and he's joining us once again. Marcus, how are you? Hi, Marcus, honey. I'm great. How are you guys? I, I'm so sorry. You're also a very successful real estate agent. I'm so sorry to diminish you by just calling you a hottie every time. So if you're not comfortable <laughs> with that, let me know. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. I, I, I do appreciate it. Perfect. The fact <laughs> remains uh, what it is. Okay, so let's talk about Leo season, specifically what's going on right now. Where are we? Is anything in retrograde? Is there anything we should be focusing on? Uh, break it down. Uh, well, everything's in retrograde. Oh, God. <laughs> so all of, the, all of the outer planets are in retrograde, and the last one that's going to go is Uranus. And he's going to do that in uh, the next uh, week or so. Um, so the outer planets really control the fundamental inner workings of who we are. So when they're all retrograde, that's really a time of deep change and also just like a lot of questioning of things. With the sun now in Leo, he loves to be in Leo, but everybody needs to watch out to make sure that you're not being ego-driven. Leo season can can tend to be a time where we get very us-focused, which isn't a bad thing, right? Some people do need to get a little bit more us-focused, about them-focused, but it can be a time when people are a little bit more stubborn, a little bit more egotistical, a little bit more hot-headed and prideful. Mm. Yeah, I can see that happening. Listen, I know a lot of Leos, and I actually love Leos, but they are wild. Obnoxious. They are literally like, <laughs> look at me. Well, but by like mid-July, they're like, well, it's Leo season. I'm like, no, it's not. My birthday's July yeah, we're still 20th. Yeah, cancer season. My cancer. Okay, but I have a question. We know about Leo people, but what about Leo projects? What if you're releasing something, like a big project, or signing contracts, <laughs> album. like a home, or you're making big purchases? Like, what's the vibe with Leo season? Well, Leo season is going to be great for contracts, but not because of Leo, but actually because of Mercury, who controls contracts. He's moving into Virgo, which is his favorite sign. So it's a really great time to make deals, have conversations, sign contracts. Travel should start to finally like get its arms around what the hell is its problem. <laughs> Technology will be functioning a little bit better. So it is actually not because of Leo season, but it is actually a great time for contracts, negotiations, deals, and things of that nature. Now, the biggest aspect of August actually already happened. It happened on Monday, August 1st. <laughs> and that is when... You- yeah, that was when Uranus and Mars had a conjunction in Taurus with also involving the North Node of Fate. Now, that's still going to be running today. It's going to be running for the next 10 days. And that is going to cause explosive change and a lot of really big shifts for people. So what we're going to see at the start of August is like a whole bunch of stuff that's going to take place within people's lives and should be pretty explosive and pretty drastic changes. And then we're going to spend the rest of the month of August really sort of like full speed ahead. And that is what Leo season is really good for. Like if you give Leo a project and a direction, bam, they go. If you give them a focus, bam, they are hyper-focused on it. So we're going to see a whole bunch of change taking place this whole first week and a half of August. And then it's going to be like, 
you know, just full steam ahead, making things happen. It's really going to be like a do do it type month. We're going to be off to the races. Also, just so we're clear, we pronounce it Uranus here at the Morning Beats. Um, but that's neither here nor there, Marcus Barrington. I want to. <laughs> I want to also. I want to. I, I see that we're supposed to circle August 11th in our calendar. Uh, something to do with the full moon in rebellious Aquarius. What on earth does that Hello. mean? Well, we just had a really, really big new moon that was all about manifestation. So the cycles between the moon is typically about two weeks. So when we get to August 11th, that's where we're going to see things really ramp up. Now, Aquarius full moons can be a little intense because Aquarius is water, and so you can get a lot of flowy emotions, but also people can sort of shift gears really, really quickly. This will be a pretty intense full moon, and it's going to be more about like culminations and seeing things coming to a climax, good or bad. Okay. I love that. Okay, well, this feels really good. And I think that, like, as we know, the changes that are taking place are really positive changes, right? Like, we can feel good about what's happening, what's going on, because I think we need it. Right before we go into holiday season, we're looking to get the max out of this summer. (laughs) Absolutely. I think, like, no matter what goes down for people in August... Some of them, some people might be encountering things that don't feel so great when they're taking place. But ultimately, by the end of August, whether it started good or started bad, people are going to really, my gut tells me they're really going to see like by the end of August, everything that happened really, really was meant to happen. Listen, I'm making every decision this entire month based on your gut, Marcus Barrington. I know, so so better be right, babe. And where can our our, (laughs) our listeners find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram, Barrington41. They can find me on Spotify. I've uh, brought the podcast down a few to uh, just more like a weekly episode because I'm going to be making a big move very soon out to the other side of the coast. So I'm sort of spending all my time getting ready for that. Oh, we're going to miss you, but congratulations and best of luck. And thank you so much as always, Marcus. We appreciate it, and we'll live on this advice until you come back on our show. <laughs> all right. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. All right, this is a really fascinating conversation. What do you do? When you're in a relationship with somebody and they're sort of just letting themselves go, 
That could be like their physical appearance. Oh, tough. They're just kind of like throwing in the towel. How do you deal with it? Well, one person wrote in uh, to an online help uh, to Dear Prudence recently and said, Help, I can't believe my boyfriend is just letting himself go bald. Apparently, the boyfriend is in his late 20s and starting to get a receding hairline uh, and starting to lose his hair. And he's made comments a few different times about being displeased with it, um, but sort of like accepting it is what it is, right? Has asked his partner a couple of times, should I do something about it? Well, the partner's kind of stuck. They're like, well, I say to him, if it will make you feel better about yourself, I fully support it. But I don't want it to sound like I'm not into you if you don't get it done and you have all of a sudden you go bald, right? Truth be told, though, they're not really into the person going bald. Like somebody in their 20s, like, you want a full head of hair. That's I, I understand that. What do you do, though? What do you do when your partner starts to, like, maybe let go a little bit? Yeah, I don't know. It's a very tough situation. And I feel like as much as you want to prepare for it, I think it's difficult if you guys have both been kind of keeping the pace and then one day your partner's just like, forget it. I will say, I think that there are really great ways to get what you want without insulting or hurting somebody (laughs) and sometimes making it a group project let's say your partner has gained some weight and it's kind of making you feel less attractive you can say hey babe why don't we cook some healthy meals together this week just to get some quality time or hey babe let's go do this really fun activity at the gym i mean let's go for a hike you say that to me after i've gained 10 pounds i'm gonna (laughs) slaughter you Like, but I, do you know what I'm I, saying? No, I hear you. Because listen, you cannot go to your partner and be like, you're balding, you're fat. Like, talk about ruining your partner's life. Yeah. But I do also understand the sexual attractiveness. Because look, we can say all day that those things don't matter. To some, they do. Yeah. And no, it is true. I, I got liposuction six months ago. Well, you I'm know, so I, jealous. And, and, and luckily, a friend, I of, a friend of mine worked with a really cool doctor in Beverly Hills. We were able to do a collaboration together, so it was like a little bit different situation. But I very much, you know, I had to go through it. I wore a compression garment for like a couple of months, and I remember bringing it to my then fiance at the time and being like, "What do you think about this? Like, what do you? What are your thoughts?" And he's like, "Well, I love you regardless." But I also know that it has bothered you that you put on some weight in your midsection. And even when you work out really, really hard and lose weight, you don't lose it there. And so I can see that that's a problem area for you. So if you want to do something about it, I fully support you. Right. This is also the same person who told me one time that I I said just hypothetically, we did a story I think on our show once about somebody who had come out to their wife or husband as trans and then did the full transition and they stayed happily married. It happens all the time, right? And I remember just hypothetically asking him at the time, like what if I just decided, you know, one day, not decided, what if I came to the realization one day that I, I identify as female and I wanted to fully transition and he just kind of stared at me. I'm like, no, but what if I did do that? What what would you do? And he said, what do you mean, what would I do? I'm like, well, how would you react to that? He's like, I'd support you. I'm like, yeah, but you'd totally leave me, right? And he's like, why would I leave you? He's like, it makes me sad that you would think that I would leave you. Yeah. He's like, you would leave me? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And so, <laughs> you're like, like, well, now you're not going to leave me. Yeah, I mind's a little bit different. Listen, but... It's tough. I, I know. I feel like in relationships, I wish it could just be as, as happy as, like, it doesn't matter what they look like and we're growing free. But some people, they really, they do care. Well, because it's oftentimes an indicator of something else. If you're letting yourself completely go, like all of a sudden you don't care about your hair, your weight, your appearance. Yeah, maybe there's depression going on. And then you can go to your partner that way. I always talk about couples counseling, the best, Mm -hmm. personal counseling. And then if you want something like your partner to lose weight, make yourself a part of it. Don't say it. Don't be rude. They also make products for for hair loss. Like it's 2022. There are ways around it. Yeah, or you know what? You just shave your head. Go bald with your Solidarity. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. You're listening to The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. This time, uh, Beyonce and Monica Lewinsky in the same story. What's going on? Well, Beyonce's loyal throng of fans, known affectionately as the Beehive, have swarmed after Monica Lewinsky. Uh, after Monica Lewinsky is asking for a revision to the pop star's 2013 song, Partition, Lewinsky raised her complaint after Beyonce announced she would change a lyric 
In the song heated from her new album Renaissance, the track included the word spaz, which was critiqued as ableist. In the medical field, spastic refers to the disability of spastic cerebral palsy, which makes it difficult for people to control their muscles. A representative for Beyonce confirmed that although the word was not used intentionally in a harmful way, they would happily replace it. Now Monica Lewinsky wants her name taken out of partition she tweeted um while we're at it hashtag partition uh the lyrics of partition included the line he popped all my buttons and he ripped my blouse he monica lewinskied all on my gown um i feel like this is just such a stretch i mean already so far this week She did take out the word spaz, which was great. It was ableist. Lizzo's done the same thing. She completely removed Khalees' sample that Khalees had an issue with. But if Monica Lewinsky had an issue with this, this album's like seven years old. I I will say I did find an update because I said the exact same thing. She did talk about this the year after it came out. In Vanity Fair, in an interview she did, she talked about like how problematic and hurtful it is. Got it. So in some ways, I'm like... You gotta think this was a girl who was an intern in her early twenties, and the most powerful man in the entire entire world was having a sexual affair with her, right, and hiding it. And then she was called a whore by everybody for decades. Yeah. And so I, I, I it's interesting that it's coming up again now. I hear it though, and I'm usually the one who's like, "Come on, I love Beyonce, get over it." But like to be referred to in pop culture that way for the entirety of your life as if you're just some sort of like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I I hear her. I don't want to be overly sensitive about everything, but I kind of hear Monica Lewinsky on this one. Yeah, maybe. I think, though, that, like, I it can be something where Beyonce, like, apologizes. They can make this, like, an empowerment thing. Because if we start removing lyrics, yeah. even from 10 years ago, how many songs are about to be changed? And then where does that put us with cancel culture? And yeah. look... I understand Monica Lewinsky is embarrassed. That was also a pop culture phenomenon. Like, that was a worldwide thing. But if if Beyonce is about empowering women, though, is that empowering a woman? Like, degrading her that way. So I I hear you. I don't want to go back and rewrite all of history. I think that's very problematic. But also, what's the solution? Do we just say, okay, from this point forward, we're going to do better? Is that what we do? I like, think I, so. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I think so. Listen, I'm all about empowering women. I would never want Monica Lewinsky to feel embarrassed. I think the most empowering thing she could do is bring Monica Lewinsky on stage, mm. or they do something really fabulous and strong the way that Beyonce does, just because <clears throat> we're going to find ourselves in a heap of trouble if we're going to remove things now from 2014. Not that it can't be done, but we have other bigger problems to worry about, I think, moving forward, mm-hmm. like... Oh, I don't know. Roe v. Wade overturning. Like yeah. maybe they could do a big concert benefit together and raise money and change there the narrative of Monica Lewinsky. Like I just feel like we could put our energy other places. There are creative ways to address this. Yeah, yep. totally. All right, coming up in our final hour, we're interviewing the one and only Sharon Needles. Uh, she's emerged from her black hole and is talking about her new single, Flamin' Hot, and how Cheetos was the inspiration. Uh, join us in the final hour. The Morning Beat, Channel Q. All right, welcome back to The Morning Beat. Now, you know you're an icon when the fact that you won RuPaul's Drag Race isn't even like your top accolade anymore. You've accomplished so many things since then that it's just a mention. And that is the case for our next yes. guest. We're super excited to have back. She's got new music coming out for the first time in three years. Uh, please welcome to The Morning Beat, Sharon Needles. How are you, hon? Good morning, Sharon. I think that was probably the easiest thing I've ever done in my entire life. I don't know how so many people lose it. <laughs> Winnie yeah. RuPaul's Drag Race? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 literally a summer camp for crossdressers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So before how we... people lose Drag Race constantly boggles my mind. It was so easy. Okay. Those losers. Before we get okay, so I, now that you've opened up the, uh, I want to talk about Drag Race really quickly before we get music. And we just saw uh, Jinx Monsoon win All Stars, right? And I was cheering for her. Congratulations, darling. Yes, the, Queen it, of Queens. Just like and I will literally. accept. I'll accept a few of the rhinestones in that crown since she has publicly said that due to my entrance in Drag Race and shaking up the system gave her the confidence to audition. Yes. It's true. Sharon Needles is the OG and the funniest. Yes. 
I it's live for that. True. I love Jinx Monsoon. Nothing makes you feel skinnier in a photo. Yes. <laughs> Listen, as somebody like in his like early 40s now, seeing Jinx Monsoon and Raja like do so well, like really inspired me. I'm sorry. You, you were cutting out when you said my age. I'm sorry. I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> not your age, honey. Not your age. Just mine. But I love seeing like the queens that are like in their 40s or like a little bit like that are considered now a little bit older, like still just killing it and being creative. And, and, and that's kind of what you've been doing with your music. Talk to us about your new disco chic infused album, Absolute Zero. Well, it was 2020. Uh, I was dealing with things I'll talk about, things I don't want to talk about, things I legally can't talk about. And the (laughs) only thing that was keeping me afloat was the genre of disco music. And uh, there's a lot of drag race girls that make records, a lot of them that shouldn't be. And I love every (laughs) single genre of music from Appalachian country music to metal to to disco to pop and there was uh, one genre that was just keeping me afloat and that was that gorgeous 172 bpm pink pimp walk of disco (laughs) music and uh i needed to make a record to keep me from blowing my brains out fantastic sharon if that's not the most relatable (laughs) thing that anybody has ever said 2020 was so dark it was so rough and people are still trying to pick up the pieces so it feels good to have good dance music uh will absolute zero be something that you'll be performing in person now that we're able to all be in person again and where can people see you Oh, no. Now that I'm in my 40s, I can no longer perform. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I, I understand. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> the, the, uh, the disco disco is dead, and so am I. Tour kicks off in 2023. And wow. uh, as, as much as I love uh, dipping my toe into the shallow end of every facet of art, I really... Uh, belong on the stage because it's uh, it's the only place I can be left alone. Oh, okay. <laughs> you that's, know, my favorite thing about you, Sharon, is that you have such a realness about your personality um, and my favorite, which is such a dark humor, but you still keep it funny and I think that's what people appreciated so much about you because because people do feel like not yeah. everybody is feeling good and the way that you're able to bring so much humor, how are you able to do that and still keep your composure? Well, you take your eyeballs, mm-hmm. you know, my eyeballs are stuck in my face. <laughs> so unlike you, I'm, and I feel I feel sorry for myself because I can't be like you. I can't watch me be me. I can't. <laughs> you guys are you guys don't know how lucky you have it no. to witness me. And but I'm stuck being <laughs> me. And, and and when times get dark, I rip my eyeballs out of my mm. skull and I throw them into the air and I turn them into security cameras and I watch my own movie and wow. I ask myself, would I be a fan wow. of this tragic <laughs> comedy? And I would. And you would be. <laughs> oh my God. As you should be. Oh Lord. I'm jealous of myself being able to watch you. I know. I, you guys, you guys don't know how good you have it. <laughs> Well, I will tell you this. Uh, we're a fan of you. We're a fan of your humor and your art. Uh, I think everybody should grab a little serve vodka, perhaps, that you're also partnering on as well with some other really famous well, when I'm not when I'm not being a celebrity, I'm also an alcoholic. So I wanted to share my love of, uh, of drowning my sorrows by destroying my liver by creating a blood orange uh, vodka for uh, serve uh, vodka. It tastes like oranges and blood. Oh, wow. wow. Delicious. Two birds, I feel like I've coughed that up a few stuff. times in my life. I understand. I don't want I don't want to be so typo negative, but it's a really great vodka. Oh my god, you're <laughs> too much. I adore you. I adore you. Uh right now, can you how about this? How about this, Sharon Needles? You tee up your song Flaming Hot for us. Yeah. Uh this is Flaming Hot. I wrote it hungover because my writing partner was eating flaming hot Cheetos and I wanted to throw up. <laughs>
The Morning Beat, Channel Q. Tell me something good. I love this. You know, we've all often been told that playing sports is good for you. It makes you tougher. You know, Teddy Roosevelt said that it hardens hardens a young man's uh, heart and makes him tougher and makes him more manly, right? And sometimes we look at that and I'm like, that's ridiculous. Let's support kids doing the arts or whatever else. And those are all great options too. But a new study actually says that playing sports in school makes people grittier and harder working. Okay. This is really interesting. Uh, uh, the Ohio State University, right, um, they analyzed national sports and society survey data on almost 4,000 men and women across the U.S. and asked study participants to rate themselves compared uh, and on a scale of one to five compared like to those who uh, basically saying, how do you feel after you play in the sport? Like, how do you feel? And all these people, by and large, feel more empowered. They feel stronger. Love they it. feel more capable. And this has gone on for, they said this can go on for decades. It can last for decades in your life. You have just a stronger worth, work ethic. And I will say this as I stumble over this entire story. Um, my husband never played a sport in his life, and he has a f- phenomenal work ethic, but it's very, very different than mine. I am grittier. And I work really hard to figure things out. And that's, I think, a thing that you pick up when you play sports. And I also work better with others. Yeah, he that's likes, true. He gets things done his way. He's also an way. only child, though. Yeah, yes. So he got hit twice. Only child and never played a yeah. team sport in his entire life. So uh, he's the worst human being in the world. Yeah, he is. I love him. Love you, Emil. Uh, okay, this is great. For the past several years, we've watched a good portion of the West Coast forest catch fire, displacing families and decimating the trees. Climate change has absolutely contributed to many of these devastating fires, and its impact has been devastating, which is why the Biden administration announced its plan to plant more than one billion trees over the next decade. Billion with a B, the trees will be planted across the acres of scorched and dead forests in the West, where thousands of acres of trees are lost to wildfires every year. Normally, the forest would begin to regrow without human intervention, but climate change is affecting the ability for it to regrow naturally due to the increased heat of the recent fires. Uh, So this is really big news. It's incredible. Uh, And I'm really happy about it. We really desperately need it. We do need trees. They're our oxygen. A thousand percent. All right. Well, thank you, as always, for listening to our show. We have a great show for you tomorrow as we glide into the weekend. But for now, uh, stick around for three hours of curated music just for you. And then it's Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan and your day with Dr. Chris on Loveline. We'll see you tomorrow. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.